0: You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it.
1: Hi, Kelly, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Sips of Sanity. And this month, we are going to be talking about the universal laws.
0: One of our favorite topics.
1: It sure is. Um... (laughs) And I say that with such an attitude, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what, Kelly? It's true. I do have an attitude about the universal laws. Mm-hmm. I am passionate about having people understand that there are many universal laws and not one or two. Mm-hmm. And so often in personal sessions, clients refer to the law of attraction and the law of abundance and almost as if they're the very same law, Mm -hmm. because whatever I want to attract myself should bring me tremendous abundance. So they wrap them into one and then go out and try and live their life or try to utilize their energy to create what they want in life without understanding that there are all kinds of other laws that interface with it.
0: That are necessary to be a part of abundance and attraction. So you have things like action, choice, flexibility, process. And if we're not engaging in those universal laws, then we're not truthfully engaging in abundance or attraction either, which people don't understand. And I yeah. think you know that's not necessarily the fault of... The audience, it's not the fault of consumers if that's all that people are putting in front of them. Right. Right. They don't necessarily know what they don't know. Yep. That's right.
1: So, uh, and I liken it, I always use the analogy of saying, I really want to build a house and I have a nail and a, a hammer. And that's a law of attraction and abundance.
0: And I should be able to build an entire house with these two things only.
1: Yeah, and I always try and use that analogy because people get that and go, oh, right. And and, and some will say, well, what's wrong with that?
0: Um, hire, <laughs> hire a contractor.
1: <laughs> and I'll say things like, well, if you don't have a leveler, that means nothing's going to be stable, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to be even. And they go, oh,
0: P.S., right. there's no foundation.
1: <laughs> exactly. And if you don't have a wheelbarrow, and if you don't have a saw, how are you going to cut anything? You're just going to have to sort of just keep nailing pieces together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's a great analogy because it really allows people to sit back and go, oh. that's makes sense. And that's what we're trying to do with Subs of Sanity and the entire series is help people make sense of life. And you cannot make sense of the universal laws and how to use them if you have a nail and a hammer. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's plain and simple. So what we're going to do in this little series is we're going to give it to them. Now... We're going to give them a few because there are many. And these universal laws that are spiritual that you and I are going to be talking about are just a portion of universal laws because if you broaden that topic and really continue your search beyond the spiritual ones, you go right into physics. Mm-hmm. You go right into quantum physics. Which also lets you
0: know that the universal laws are non-denominational.
1: Yes. And that when you move from... Um, the spiritual into your your realm of physics and quantum physics, you're now actually taking what we call spirituality and science, and you're actually smacking them together. So let's start this particular one, Kelly, with the universal law of patterns. So that's going to be what we're going to discuss just in this show. And if people oh. want the rest, because there's four more then they can go to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo and get into the tier that allows them to have access to the Sips of Sanity series.
0: Which is Sips of Sanity Workshop, if people are looking for the right tier. And I want to give you some credit, before we dive into this, for strategically positioning uh, of all of the five laws you've chosen, patterns to be the first. Because if you don't know what patterns you are in, healthy or otherwise, then you really aren't going to understand why attraction and abundance are not working for you.
1: That's exactly Right.
0: Or why they are working, just not the way you want them to.
1: Yes. And this is where people will make comments like, oh my God, I just keep dating the same guy, or I keep marrying the same woman, or he, she, or they, but I keep ending up in the same relationship. They just look differently.
0: Or I keep re-injuring the same part of my body, or I keep attracting and and getting the same illness within my own Mm. body, right? The same cold, Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. So maybe you have to look at changing the pattern of what you're eating or your stress, what's causing you stress, so that the body doesn't continue to give you the same illness. Mm -hmm. So the other reason that I did patterns first is because you're a life coach. Thanks. (laughs) And I just thought, why not start the week off in a good mood? (laughs)
0: Save the hard stuff till Wednesdays yes. like we always do.
1: Yes, well, and this one shows up on YouTube. So I thought, why not show off your skill as a, as a life coach so that people can go, oh my God, and she has her degree in psychology. Yes, this is worth listening to. Yes, it really is. Because if you're sitting here listening right now, let's jump right into, into the pattern one. And I'm going to start it off, Kelly, with two quotes that I found that I really enjoyed. Um The first one is, the events of childhood do not pass but repeat themselves like seasons of the year. Mm -hmm. And that's by Eleanor Farjean. And I'm going to spell that last name because I may have said it entirely wrong. F-A-R-J-E-O-N. And I don't know what nationality that is and where to put the accents. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the second one is, any habit or pattern, whether we call it good or bad, despite our best intentions, tends to reassert itself over time, unless we break that pattern by doing something different. Consciously. Yeah, and that quote goes to Dan Millman, hmm. and that is in the book that I adore and that you and I use all the time, and it's called The Life You Were Born to Live.
0: Which features the universal laws.
1: Yes, and Dan Millman writes about 15 forms, or pardon me, 15 different Universal Laws, and he really goes into way more detail than we will on this particular podcast series. Mm-hmm. So we really want to give Dan th- the credit he deserves, and we always like to give you guys as re- um, our resources,
0: where we find our information and who we like sharing with you. Credible resources, healthy resources. Oh,
1: thank you that's, for differentiating.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I want to say. Um So I think a good place to begin after those quotes is to say, it kind of really highlights what the first quote was saying, is that your patterns typically indicate pathology, right? You specifically pulled a quote about patterns in childhood, which is where seeds are planted, i.e. the patterns that end up forming. And so when we find ourselves in distress, feeling stress, unhappy, um, maybe indecisive, lacking confidence, then patterns are usually the thing that are going to expose why we feel the way that we feel. That's brilliant.
1: I love how you're saying it. And just to add to that, or I don't know if I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit, if you're not aware of that, that's why you get what we call stuck. Yeah. That's when you want the law of attraction and you think you have the right to the law of abundance. And you're you're thinking, "Ah, oh, I got to call
0: me up a nice energy healer and remove those blocks." And really what needs to happen is you need to call up a great psychologist or psychiatrist and actually let them take you backwards into where the pattern started, which is why they ask you about your childhood. And a lot of people are very frustrated about that because they think, well, I'm distressed now about a current situation. Why are you asking me about how I was raised? Right. And they really truly are trying to help you with where you are at now, we just have to figure out what the pattern is that got you to this place and is keeping you in this place.
1: That's right. And if you're not willing to look at your own pattern, then quite often we blame the universe, we blame a God, we blame our partners, because they wore blue this morning when I
0: went for that interview. And, and let's also say we blame ourselves.
1: Yes, There's,
0: there's a spiritual abuse that I'm not using the law of abundance or attraction properly or enough or hard enough or however you want to word that. Or we blame ourselves for not being worthy or deserving of the thing that we're asking for, right? We don't necessarily externally place blame. We actually take on shame when it's not working and blame ourselves. Okay, so let's just go just a little bit deeper into that for just two seconds and it won't apply
1: to everybody. But typically, the people that blame everybody else are the narcissists, just typically. And I'm not going to say, I'm diagnosing you. I'm not going to say that this is for every single person listening. So I don't want people to get really defensive here. I just want them to consider, okay, see what I'm doing, perhaps. And people who people please and um, are struggling with their own self-esteem and self-confidence and a whole bunch of issues. Um tend to want to go into the self-criticism mm-hmm. and and then go into the shame.
0: Yeah, and for those who are doing the blaming externally, it's projection, mm-hmm. right? So because we don't want to look at our own selves, at our own patterns, and take personal responsibility, everything I start to accuse others of are the very things I'm afraid of within myself. Mm-hmm.
1: And that might be why you refuse to seek a therapist or read a book or do something that actually could help you change some of your own patterns.
0: Which sometimes is as simple as answering the questions that you ask of yourself. I hear a lot of people ask actually excellent questions, but don't bother to answer their own questions. They won't explore the answer, right? which could lead them to relief of their stress. But because they're in avoidance of the work itself or the exposing themselves of of what their own truth is, they want to continue in their patterns. Yeah. And then continuing in the pattern means that I continue to feel the emotions that I don't like feeling. Right. And so maybe one of the things we need to say out loud is that you can use a universal law healthily and unhealthily. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. We're all in the universal laws. This is not something you get to opt in and out of. It's something you're either doing healthily or not, doing consciously or not. Yeah, so
1: if you were getting up to go and get yourself a coffee or you were trying to avoid this, listening sit to this your co- ass back down. Yes. <laughs> Let's break a pattern now. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to sit right down then and you're going to start just giving yourself a pause, start by breathing. Just start by being aware of the things that you're feeling. And if the emotional wheel can help you, then Google that. It's free. It's all over the internet. There's tons of different types of wheels and charts that can help you sit in the discomfort of what you're feeling so that you don't just sit in it and call it just shame. So can we just come back a little bit, Kelly, to what you were saying earlier about the fact that our patterns develop in childhood and that that's the reason we go to therapy. It's one of the biggest points he makes in the book as far as I can see, is that we develop these patterns. And I want to point out that it is with our parents. And let's call them caregivers because other people will have other people Mm -hmm. and that they don't associate and go, oh, yeah, that was my mom and dad. No, my parents weren't around. So you don't fill in the blank that that was, oh, that was my kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got a pattern in school. Oh, I got a lot of patterns when I went to Um, church service. Or I I went to Sunday school. Or I went to camp every single year. But we develop our patterns in friendships and in groups. So our patterns are not just based in your parentals um, or your family group. They come in other areas. So when we're looking back at some of those things, it's good to keep that in mind so that you might think, okay, I'm in a pattern in relationships does that actually go back to my parents or does that go back to the way and to the things I was taught in a church or I was taught in a school system? So the question then is, when did this pattern begin? And then we can do what you suggested earlier, Kelly, is to ask those questions. Like, how is this pattern creating a thread through my life? Where is it presenting that isn't just in my childhood? So did this present again in my teenage years, when I was dating, when I got married? Entered the workforce. Yeah.
0: I, I want to mention too, and I'm sure you were going to get here at some point, is that once you start to explore where the pattern originated, then we can actually start to practice self compassion with our patterns, right? Because this isn't about exposing ourselves and, and being hard on ourselves and just focusing mm-hmm. on change. This is actually a process of giving or infusing more self-compassion, more, more self-kindness to be able to say, okay, I can see where it started. And now I can say things like, it's understandable that I've behaved this way for so long. It's understandable that I have believed these things for so long. It's understandable that I've engaged in these types of relationships over and over again. We can start to not cut ourselves slack. That's not What we're Mm -hmm. trying to do here. We're trying to exercise compassion and understanding for ourselves. That's one of the biggest things we want in life is to be understood. And if not by someone else, at the very least ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you start to understand and have compassion for yourself, you're going to have a higher bar to expect it from others.
0: Yes, and it influences It affects, it changes the way that you show up in life, Mm -hmm. in your relationships going forward to be able to better communicate who you are and what your needs are. And that changes your patterns for the better. And when I say it changes the way that you show up, it needs to be a conscious effort, as you mentioned earlier, to do something differently. We have to consciously choose to speak in a different way, whether it's the language that we use, the tone, the sense of urgency. It changes the way that we ask for our needs. It changes the types of things we engage in in life, whether that's people or activities, right? It's breaking the pattern. It's creating a new one.
1: Excellent.
0: And hopefully this time healthier.
1: Right. Which is the goal of all of the universal laws, if you're working them in a positive, I'm going to say in a healthy way instead of positive, Mm -hmm. in a healthy way.
0: Beautiful. So this is show one. It is. Okay. I am very much looking forward to the rest of the four. Uh, Again, you can join us on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo in our Sips of Sanity workshop series, tier or higher. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly series on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo.